0: we're the greatest nation that ever existed on God's Green and blue earth.
1: (laughs) That's right. And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you for joining me. Second interview of the show and program. And I am tremendously excited to have on a, well, not a regular guest, but a guest I talked to about 15 years ago. I have no idea why or how I lost touch with this man because he is a great author and he was actually so inspiring to me back in the day. I was cleaning out a bunch of my books. Feeling actually a little discouraged about where the country is going, and when I came across this book, George Washington's Unsung Heroes, once again, read his little personalized signature to me and started reading the book again, I became tremendously inspired. And so I have to reintroduce you to my guest, Mark J. Stockwell Moniz. He's an author and also a 14th generation American. His ancestors were part of the group who received the charter from King Charles to begin the Massachusetts Bay Colony, and he wrote a book called George Washington's Unsung Heroes. It's amazing. You're going to find out about a lot of patriots that helped the cause in founding America that maybe were just a little bit more ordinary and so you don't know their stories but their stories are inspiring and they should be told and heard so first of all let's welcome him back to the show mark welcome back to the show it's been a long time my friend
0: yes it has Dilla. thank you so much i really appreciate this opportunity to talk to you again
1: well, George Washington's Unsung Heroes, it's uh, it's about George Washington and the American Revolution, but what makes this book different from others of its kind is the focuses on the ordinary people that were also still a part of these amazing campaigns, and they were of many sorts that helped shape the United States. So talk in brief about what you wrote back in 2005 and why it's important to you to talk about these unsung heroes that help shape our very country.
0: Well, no, they cannot be forgotten because truly without them, um, the United States wouldn't come into existence. And um, I was concerned at the time and well before that, about the state of American history being taught at our schools. So the, the the impetus of my writing this book was to educate our children, as many as I could reach. And, and to my pleasant surprise, the book did make its way into um, several school districts and um, many libraries, of course, all the tourist uh, attractions back east where the war was fought. But the focus was on the kids, because they will not be taught anything about these people. Um, I got a whole of a high school history book, and this is, now mind you, this is more than 15 years ago. Even then, there was only one page about the American Revolution, and it was very disparaging for me. one paragraph about uh, General Washington, and I just had to do something about it. So it's like, for me, just being a regular person, well, I'm going to do something about it, just like these people did something about creating the United States, the everyday regular person. That's kind of how I felt about myself, everyday regular person. And so I wrote the book. I did have a little background because I do have a journalism degree, but I finally wanted to really purposefully have it be used in the best light that I knew how, and that was to educate our kids.
1: And on that note, do you have a favorite of those that... You know, it, they shined, they maybe stood out to you personally. By the time you finished writing the book, you were very inspired by what they had done for this country. I know they're all important, but was there one in particular that holds a special place that's near and dear to your heart, Mark?
0: Well, my I would be kidding you if I told you otherwise, but it's uh, my fourth great-grandfather, Daniel Stockwell, Jr. He was a captain in the Massachusetts militia. He was with General Washington when Washington first rode into Cambridge, Massachusetts, and took um, command of the fledgling American Army, which became the Continental Army. And also his little brother Moses Stockwell, who rose to the rank of major, who was with Washington for for the full eight years of the uh, American Revolutionary War. So that my my family. And in particular, other than that, I would have to say Abigail Adams, because she really plotted and advised her husband, our second president, John Adams, on many matters. And I made sure that she was in the book, as well as some other uh, very lovely women who were instrumental in the American Revolution.
1: That's absolutely incredible, and there's so many different people, men and women, that really just were such a strong backbone for this country, Mark. And so I'm tremendously uh, thankful that you wrote this book, not just from myself personally, but I know so many kids that can read this book because it's written in a way that kids can understand it, which is, like you said, it's a reason to maybe get these into the schools, etc., I'm happy that the kids can read this and really learn something about true American history because it's not being taught nowadays, as you said earlier,
0: yeah, it's not at all and at uh, and on the worst part of it, that there's revisionist history that is run amuck now, as you know, oh yeah, uh, we know our founders had flaws as everybody does. Nobody's perfect in this world, but what they did leave us was the perfect document. The Declaration of Independence, which proclaimed many things about the truths that are inalienable, did I I say that right? Inalienable rights.
1: It's a tongue twister for sure, but it's very important.
0: Yeah, that we're born with. We are born with these rights, and they document this. And um, uh, 13 years later, 12 years later, of course, our Constitution reaffirmed this as we... Uh, solidified our country and made it function better. So both these documents are so very important.
1: So very important. And I actually keep a copy of the Constitution actually by my bedside. I find it something that most Americans have not read, and they probably should, so they could actually know where our country is headed.
0: Exactly. I mean, these are very well thought out ideas by these gentlemen influenced by their ladies. I like to say the founding uh, generation. Now, of course, we, say, we hear founding fathers all the time. There certainly were fa- founding mothers. Founding generation.
1: That's right. Noah here and Across the County, and I'm very pleased to have back on the show after a 15-year hiatus, Mark J. Stockwell Moniz. And we're talking about a lot of different things. His book that inspired me so many years ago and still does to this day, George Washington's Unsung Heroes. And now, Mark, I know you have a new book out that's titled Fog on the Hill. What portion of American history does that cover, and what's the inspiration behind it?
0: Well... The Fog in the Hill is about the Battle of Bunker Hill. And the Battle of Bunker Hill was the first epic, grand, very large battle. It was the largest battle ever fought in the American Revolution, and it was fought in the very beginning, only two months after Lexington and Concord. So the British at this point, after uh, receiving um, a beating from the American Minutemen on the road, back from Lexington and Concord to Boston, the British were now holed up in Boston. Nobody was coming in, nobody was going out. And they knew, the British knew that they had to do something and make uh, a break for it, because they were surrounded by the American patriots. So the Battle of Bunker Hill took place on June 17th, 1775. And as I mentioned earlier, it's the biggest battle Uh, of the revolution, and I believe, of course, the most important because it set the precedent. There was no going back after the Battle of Bunker Hill. So I wrote this book, Fog on the Hill, which metaphorically is um, the fog of war. Everybody made so many mistakes. The British made so many mistakes. The American patriots made so many mistakes. It was clearly... Uh, by the seat of their pants and um, although at the time we ran out of gunpowder so we were chased off the hill but I my position is that years later when you just really look at this history of this battle that we actually won because we stopped the British in Charlestown on Bunker Hill where they never were able to break out of Boston. They didn't set their, they didn't meet their goals. They had set goals of going to Cambridge and crushing the American political leadership, but they never got out of Charlestown. And that, for that reason, I believe that the Americans won this battle, but the the full title of the book is Fog on the Hill, General Gage, here we are, come get us, the Battle of Bunker Hill. And, the subtitle, General Gage, Here We Are Come Get Us, refers to the British waking up on the morning of June 17th, looking out over the Boston Harbor and only about a mile away in Charlestown, which is now part of Boston, there's this urban redoubt that has been built overnight by the Americans. And we're basically telling the British, here we are, you want to duke it out? good we're ready for you and the rest is history it was the no return point of the possible reconciliation
1: And I agree with you with what you said about this battle. I think it is the most pivotal battle of the revolution. Had it, for whatever reason, gone in the other direction, we might not be here today as a country. Noah here going across the county with Mark J. Stockwell Moniz. And Mark, there's such real division today in our country on so many different subjects. I'm not even going to bring up one in particular. That's how bad I believe it is. And in my mind, it's truly a painful time for America And I think it's pivotal that if we're to save this great nation, we need to remember, we need to share, we need to embrace where we came from and the founding of this country. And that includes the triumphs and also, as you pointed out earlier, the missteps, because there were missteps aplenty in the founding of this country in a time where woke rhetoric didn't exist, which is something that I detest. So what are your thoughts on this, and how do we remember and carry our past traditions and things that founded this nation on so that we can actually build a better country?
0: Well, as you know, parents are up in arms, per se, with their school boards that have usurped the education of our children I know there are specific reasons that the parents are there, but one thing that they should, parents should uh, insist upon is that history of the country should be taught, because we've really lost the the way of our country. Uh, Basically, a person deprived of the history of the nation is a person devoid of the history of themselves. Mm. And... Um, it's just imperative that kids know how the nation was founded. Uh, years ago, Jay Leno used to go on the street. He used to go to college campuses. Mm-hmm. And that's 20 years ago. And people could these students couldn't even answer questions like, what nation did the United States gain their independence from? And, and they would get the most silly answers. He would get the most silly answers, like the, the New Mexico or... Um, anything. It was just It was just astounding.
1: You know, I know yeah. Leno did it for a laugh, Mark, but it really is sad when you stop and think about that they honestly didn't know the answer to some of these questions, that we should have learned all of this in school.
0: Right, and that, that's 20 years ago. Now it's even worse, because kids they have no clue. They think the United States, I don't know what they think actually, but they probably think the United States just, ex, just came into existence like one day, bang! the United States of America was here. So it's important to know where we came from and how we got there. And um, yes, you know, we have had rough times, as you mentioned, but you know what? Because of the type of people we are, we remedy those situations. And there's a lot of people who won't accept that. And that's that's part of the problem. They won't accept that there, there continues to be good people good men, good women who know that they have corrected things, and we're going back to at least our Civil War 150 years ago where we fought this out and lost 700,000 men mm. um, due to the Civil War, and everything since then, these problems have been corrected, and but there's a lot of people who are unable and unwilling to forgive good people who have corrected bad things. And that's that's one of the major problems. You know, We have to know our history.
1: We have to know our history. That's why I said we also have to embrace it, the good and the bad. You embrace the bad, and you remember where you came from, and you don't make those same mistakes.
0: That's correct, and that's why we're a better nation. Amen. Look, Noah, the, the world is knocking down the doors to come to the United States. They're just not knocking on the door. They're breaking it down. They want to come here. People of all colors and race and religion and what have you. Everybody wants to come to the United States because we're a good nation and everybody knows it. And unlike those who don't believe that, you just you, it's hard to ignore them. You can't ignore them because they're such a loud, squeaky wheel. They're only about 13%. Of the population. They like to make you believe they're more than that, but that's really the hardcore 13% who really hate the nation in a misguided way. And it's very sad, but remember everybody wants to come to the United States, and there's a reason because we're the greatest nation that ever existed on God's green and blue
1: earth. (laughs) That's right. And I agree with what you said earlier. We're wrapping up, but it's all about the kids. We have to educate our kids on what real American history is, because only then can we move this country forward. We're going to be talking a little bit longer and deeper in the month of December with Mark, because now that we've reconnected, we're going to have him back on the show on a semi-regular basis, and we're going to go a lot more in-depth about his works and various topics and pick up on maybe a couple of more Unsung Heroes and also a couple of other topics as well. Mark, as we leave in 60 seconds, tell us about Prayers for Today and Tomorrow, which is something that you personally have written. It's near and dear to your heart and where people can get it if they'd like a copy of it.
0: Um, prayers for Today and Tomorrow is um, a little prayer booklet that I wrote uh, over the years and contains um, 20-odd um, prayers, uh, some personal uh, relating to my life, and um, I wrote it for inspirational purposes, as most uh, prayers are, and if anybody's interested, they can contact me. Um, also, if they're interested with the new book, Fog on the Hill, they can email me at mrevpub at cox.net. I'll spell it out, A-M-R-E-V-P-U-B. At Cox, C-O-X, dot net. So, or for Fog in the Hill, people can also go to Amazon. It is on Amazon, Fog of the Hill, and it's in Kindle book. It's also an e. Uh, e- it's an ebook. So, if anybody's interested, they about prayers for today and tomorrow. Contact me at Amrapu at cox.net. They can find Fog in the Hill at Amazon or also contact me if you're interested in a copy. Well, Thank you so much.
1: You're very welcome, Mark. Thanks for coming back on the show after 15 years, and I promise we're going to be in regular discussion because you're a true patriot. I love what you have done uh, to bring education to the American people, not just kids, but I think uh, George Washington's Unsung Heroes is a beautifully written book, and so thank you from the bottom of my heart.
0: You're welcome, Noah. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Noah here and across the county, and you can get... Two great books, George Washington's Unsung Heroes and Fog on the Hill. Educate yourself, educate your children, and remember what America is all about.